Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you can get our newsletter where we will send you our fun, fabulous four ingredients to play on Diced on FanDuel. It's delightful. Also, don't forget to look at our rankings before you set your lineup for week six. I can't believe we're almost halfway through. And a friendly reminder, make sure to tune into our radio show on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday night. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook slash HerFansFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby, and I'm here with my sisters, Brandon Marianne Lee and Ashley Williams. Hello. All right, week six, get them out of your lineups, the Buffalo Bills, Cincinnati Bengals. That doesn't really affect much other than if you own AJ or or McCoy, I guess. Dallas Cowboys and the Seattle Seahawks. I will want, I do want to say, since I hate tight ends, I want to mention this at the top of the show. Oh, yeah. This Charles is Clay. Charles Clay, yep. Oh, tragedy. That's a problem. Eifert was already a problem, right? We already got sad about that one. Now we have Charles Clay. Yeah. Makes Zach Gertz all that more important. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, try getting him <laughs> for my dead goal. Well, no, you're not, you're not going to get him. But it's sometimes for me, like, especially when we've been losing a lot of players, you really value some of the players that you have. Like, oof, Gertz cannot get hurt on me. I don't know. It's week six. Give your you know You better knock on wood right now. Yeah. Knock, knock, knock. It's scary out there. It's scary. All right. We're going to hop right into the Thursday night game, the Philadelphia Eagles at the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. So as we're saying, Zach Ertz, uh, he continues to be awesome because that is what Ertz has done in all of 2017 thus far. So he didn't quite get the 80 yards that Brandon, I think, put as one of our uh, bold predictions or not predictions, but – business time questions, uh, but he was so close. Six catches, 61 yards, and a touchdown, 12 targets. We love him. You should love him again. Be very thankful if you have Zach Ertz. Alshon Jeffrey, he had three catches for 31 yards on four targets against the Cardinals, but he's had a really unfortunate bout of shutdown corners the past four weeks. So as we have pointed out, he does not perform especially well against shutdown corners. This week should be a little bit better. Don't expect fireworks. Uh, but in a bye week, the likelihood that Jeffrey is on your team and you're not playing him is not high at all. So uh, you're going to be playing him. Carson Wentz, slow clap for Carson Wentz. I think Brandon sent a tweet that was like, Wentz! Yes, absolutely. He did amazing. Uh, he completed 21 of 30 passes for 304 yards. He had four touchdowns, which was awesome. Uh, one interception and 11 rushing yards. Uh, Wilson and Prescott are out this week. Those are really the only ones from that team that really have any concern for you. So, you know, while you once doesn't have a great matchup on paper, he's coming off a really high game from last week and he is on an 87% at least. There's a chance that he's out there. Um, but he's a viable option. LeGarrette Blunt didn't have the 136 rushing yards last week, but he had 74 and that is nothing to be upset about with players dropping like flies you should be pretty damn happy with that. And, you know, you should also be happy that this muddled backfield that he got 14 carries last week. So that makes three weeks in a row that he has had double digit touches. And that is what you want to see. So we have to move forward with happy and positive thoughts and expectations with Blunt. Feel okay about it. I think I think we did a question, I want to say, on SiriusXM 
when we're like, nobody should be dropping running backs right now that maybe isn't doing quite as well as you'd love. They're healthy. You're keeping them because the way things are dropping right now, you hold on to that. Now, my sleeper is Nelson Aguilar. He's benefited from Jeffrey being tailed by some of the best in the business the past few weeks. He had four catches for 93 yards and a touchdown of five targets. The question really is, will this continue once Alshon Jeffrey's schedule opens up a bit? Uh, you know, or has he established himself with Wentz as still a viable option? I think he kind of has established himself, but I do think we're going to see that production go down a little bit. But for the most part, I think when we're coming into bye weeks, Flex play, wide receiver three, Nelson Aguilar is somebody that you can certainly be considering. Torrey Smith, he got three or four targets for 70 yards and a touchdown. This is not a bad matchup this week. If you need a flyer, he's only owned in 9% of Yahoo leagues, and he's had two games over 65 yards this year. So there is a chance that he could do well uh, if you need to take a deep flyer. And Wendell Smallwood, his knee is questionable for week six. It's really unlikely that he's going to play, so that should, again, make you feel pretty good about Blunt. Nice. All right. The Carolina Panthers, Cam Newton. Newton had another game over 300 yards and with three touchdowns, you can start him. Remember that slow start? And we're like, is Cam Newton going to do it this year? Give me a break. It's the easy schedule. Well, he's starting to do it. Calvin Benjamin (laughs) and Devin Funches. Funches is in the top 25 in both receptions and yards. And a lot of that comes in the last two games so he is on the up and up people yeah he's a big part of this offense and that is why he is ranked right behind benjamin and he may soon take over as a higher rank than him he was the Uh, top guy i targeted when obj went out who i own in half my league so that was another killer for me but yeah i think that's a brilliant thing funches has seen seven more seven more targets than benjamin in the last two weeks as well so i think that yeah i think funches is and newton are having fun you know what I'm saying? Keep it up. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but Benjamin has had um, had his first touchdown last week and has had over 160 yards in the last two games, um, two weeks put together. So he, don't overlook Benjamin either. He, it's not like he's some lazy man out there. So um, they're both good plays this week. Christian McCaffrey, sorry he isn't that running back too. You guys are all hoping for. He falls out of the top 25 running backs in standard leagues. The good news is, is that he is a top five running back for both receptions and receiving yards. So in PPR, he is still your guy. He's still valuable in that probably running back two spot, depending on your league or your team. Um, but in standards, he's he's a good flex. Okay? Yeah. You know he'll be part of the team, be part of the game plan, so it's okay. Ed Dixon, Dixon, oh, oh, he's on the list of tight ends. I was laughing. um, Enjoy Mm -hmm. so much. Uh, Mm -hmm. 175 yards. Wow. Impressive. I don't even think Greg Olson's done that. Uh, Not a bad matchup, but he is no more than a streamer, you guys. Not a guy you are starting over your stud. Because of the upside, that's not what's going on here. He's a streamer. If you need somebody to fill in, that's the guy. Okay? Uh, Carolina's defense is ranked 14th. And Jonathan Stewart, the worst matchup for the Panthers is for running backs. The Eagles give up the third fewest fantasy points to running backs. Stewart has only had 21 rushing yards um, with 18 touches last week. So just over four fantasy points in standard leagues in the last two weeks. Not my favorite play. Uh, all right, Brandon, did you have an exciting delivery this week? 
I did. So we have a wonderful sponsor, you guys, uh, BarkBox. BarkBox.com, if you haven't been there yet, it is adorable. And basically what they do is that it's it's kind of like all these other, you know, uh, companies where you, you get a, a gift a month, right? You get this box of all these goodies, but it's for your dog and it's amazing. And this month I got one that was themed Alice in Wonderland. And um, I've got a couple of toys here. Um, obviously so there's this cute little look at this little guy this little rabbit little mad hatter with a little like eye thing i love that yeah and they actually Monocle. smell good that was what killed me is that they actually smell delicious like i can put my did you my open the, the box, box and it smells good or did you just literally pick yes. up a toy and smell it no you open the box and it smells like i don't want to say floral but it doesn't smell gross you know how some dog toys smell gross yeah that's true yeah uh-uh it makes the crinkling noise and the squeak and this is like remember the little croquet mallet yeah yeah yep. yeah <laughs> a little amigo. she loves it uh and my dog just freaks out and now whenever she sees a box she thinks it's a box for her so um unfortunately i you know i uh, have an addiction and have things sent to my house all the time because i'm a hermit <laughs> and every time i open a box she's like it must be bark box they send you delicious treats they send you uh, a chew and they send you toys and it's all in a theme they have cute ones they have a nyc theme they have alice in wonderland like i said that i got it's super cute. You can sign up for one month, six months, or 12 months. If you get six months or 12 months and you go to our link, you guys, you can get an extra free month, which is awesome. So make sure to go to BarkBox.com slash HerFantasyFootball. If you go there, you'll get a free month if you sign up for a six or 12 month plan. And again, it's amazing. And like these cute toys that don't smell bad. It's, there's just nothing worse than getting stuff for your dogs that smell terrible. Am I right? Like, I feel like every time I get a dog yeah. toy or chew or treat, it's just disgusting. Right. And then, and then like the dog likes it, but not enough for it to be worth it. This mm -hmm. my dog loves and it actually doesn't make my house smell. So it's pretty darn fantastic. So again, everybody, you have got to get this. It's shipped to your door. Unique variety of toys are spe specifically made for them. Again, BarkBox.com slash HerFantasyFootball. Awesome. Yay. Well, let's get into the Chicago Bears and the Baltimore Ravens. Brandon, that's you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, okay. I know so, they're not very exciting to talk about, but oh, you have yeah, to talk Chicago about the bears. bears. They okay, don't necessarily do smell good, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, they, yeah. they are bears. Um, okay, so uh, the Chicago Bears, Jordan Howard, we have him ranked number eight. He injured his shoulder in week one, then his usage was minimal in week two. But really since then, he's been the main guy. Uh, yeah. You know, we can sit here and talk about everybody else, but it's kind of not necessary. He's touched the ball at least 19 times uh, a game since then. Benny Cunningham. We don't have him ranked, uh, but he got the receiving touchdown in week five. Uh, he's getting a little more usage than everyone's comfortable with. And poor Tariq Cohen, who has been a great asset, we thought, has been completely getting ignored. Um, again, uh, you know what? Listen, the Ravens are giving up 109.6 rushing yards per game to opposing running backs, which is the seventh most in the league. So this is a good matchup for Howard. So that is the good news. In terms of the sleepers, uh, over the last two games, Kendall Wright uh, it caught eight of his nine targets for 97 yards and a touchdown. Josh Bellamy and Marcus Wheaton are seeing close to the same number of targets, but way less productive. <laughs> comical, actually. Comical. Uh, however, Wednesday called, uh, the Bears called up a guy 
guy uh, that I talked about earlier, Tanner Gentry, who was actually uh, Mitchell Trubisky's favorite target in the preseason. Um, he was on the practice squad, but now he's been called up. The Bears community is really excited about this um, uh, if you look online. But uh, I don't know if that's going to be a thing, but if you're in a deep, deep league, he is an interesting stash. Zach Miller, though, does seem to be the safety valve uh, that we talk about with uh, rookie and or newbie t- uh, quarterbacks. He got the team high seven targets, you guys. Uh, also, it only went for 39 yards because uh, he only caught three of them. Targets is a loose word, you know. Uh, but he did, <laughs> he did score a touchdown, which is exciting. Um, so he's fantasy relevant. And then the Bears defense, we have ranked number 18. But I think in deep leagues, they're worth a look. Flacco? has four touchdowns on the season to six interceptions. He's awesome. yet to throw over 250 yards, and only Matt Ryan in week one has thrown for over 250 yards on the Chicago Bears. So uh, intriguing, intriguing. And then uh, bench Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, it's unfortunate that his first game, as we said last week, was going to be Monday Night Football against the Minnesota Vikings, but it wasn't all bad. It's just I wouldn't start him against the Ravens either. Um, look for the Bears to focus on the run game because that's the best matchup and they have Jordan Howard. Fabulous. Ashley. Let me start with the fact that you should play at the Baltimore Ravens defense because nobody on this team on the bears can really catch a ball. It seems like, I mean, it is outrageous between Glennon Trubisky. They just aren't giving, they didn't give either any of them any favors. They just aren't catching the ball. They're not doing what they need to do is it's really unacceptable. So the fact that Gentry's kind of, I'm excited about, I think that's someone definitely keep an eye on. But for this week, if you want to play the Ravens defense, that's a good choice. I think you're going to have certainly some turnovers there. So my must starts, there's not a whole lot of confidence for anybody on this team, to be honest with you. But Buck Allen got the bulk of the touches, 21 to be exact, uh, for 73 yards and a touchdown. He also had four catches for 12 yards compared to Alex Collins, 12 carries for 55. Now, Allen also got the goal line work. But the issue is that this was the exact opposite ratio last week. So what does that really mean? I, we don't really know, right? I can't sit there and tell you with confidence, as some people are trying to tell you, that Buck Allen's a guy, because I don't know that. Now, do we possibly see this shift? Because, again, Alex Collins has the propensity to fumble, and that has been a problem, and so therefore they're going to reward Buck Allen? Possibly. That is a good chance. But they shifted the ratios back-to-back weeks. I think this week is really going to tell us something. Um now, if you're in a tough week with a buy, you may have to do something. You really should hopefully not have to rely on any of them outside of a flex role. But I really think, and I don't know how you guys feel, that I can't tell you with confidence if Buck Allen's the guy. I can't because it's very likely that Collins will now get the bulk of the touches this week. We don't know. And I think they're going to potentially. It's so bad. It is, it is bad. It is definitely bad. Um, it's just, I don't know. You know it's, that's what I think tough. is promising about Buck Allen is that most likely Chicago's not going to run away with it, so they don't have to abandon the run. So that's good. Well, then someone's asking right now if they should start Alex Collins and Marlon Mack in a PPR league. I think – I don't think you could trust Alex Collins. I don't, I don't know if you can yeah. trust Marlon Mack either, but at least his first game back, he got almost half the touches. I know that's a hard one. We'll answer I don't know. that I one mean, on Twitter I mean, later. Part, part <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is what's really hard, right? Because part of me sits there and says, like, yeah, Marlon Mack. But then part of me says, you know what? I really feel like Collins is going to get a lot more work this week because the Bears are also a nightmare because we're going to have a situation where that, that time of possession is going to change. I mean, we're going to have a lot of not really solid 
time of possession, in my opinion, going in this game, I think they're going to have to really utilize both of them. And so there is a chance. If you look at 12 carries for 55 compared to 21 for 73, Collins is more productive. He was more productive than Buck Allen. You know, so, I mean, in theory, Collins should be the guy. He just fumbles, right? So it really is, it's kind of going to depend on the day. I think he's got a good opportunity. Collins certainly has the skill set to break off for one very easily. So it's, you know. And then I think he'll just I think, lose it as he goes into the end zone, like talk That's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. He may. He may not. I mean, I think I'd maybe go Collins out of the two of them, to be honest with you. Right. Okay. All right. All right. All we right. can't spend any more time on the Ravens running backs though because again this is a really tough team with very few starters so sleepers jerry macklin <laughs> uh he caught six of eight for 43 the yardage is not there the end zone targets definitely are possible and the targets are at least consistent so they are trying to pull it together so he will have big games i'm not gonna tell you he won't i'm pretty for sure is gonna have a big game here or there this week provides actually a good chance for not a big game but I think he could possibly see double digits this week. So I would be considering him for wide receiver three or flex role. Um, Mike Wallace, he's so frustrating. Two big weeks in a row, but for completely different reasons, right? Last week, he was targeted 10 times, only 55 yards. And he scored. This week, he's only targeted three times. But the yardage was 132 yards. It was insane. Like, when you have guys like this, you want to see one or two things. Either they are the big play end zone potential, you know, the Devontae Parkers, the Kenny Stills of the world. There's that, or there's the guys that just get the volume and they have the skill set that could potentially break. That's kind of a Macklin. But for Wallace, they haven't quite decided how they're going to use him yet. But again, in bye weeks, if you want to do it, risk it. I guess I could understand that. But you should know Jerry Macklin, Buck Allen, and Ben Watson were all targeted more than Mike Wallace. So again, you're really rolling the dice on that. So Terrence yeah. West. Uh, bench. He did not practice uh, Wednesday, and right now I think we're looking at the share between Collins and Allen, and I don't think West is really going to be kind of in this contention, certainly at least not for this game. So, Boom. All right, fantasy football fans, listen up. If you love fantasy football, then you need to try our new favorite app, Draft. It's weekly fantasy football, but not like the other guys. On Draft, you play real-life snake drafts with other people just like in your season long leagues here how here's how it works it's a draft that lasts for just one week and there's no management just set it and forget it once you're done drafting that's it no trades no waiver wire draft even takes care of the last minute injuries for you drafts start every couple minutes so you can join one right now and the best part play for cold hard cash drafts start for just one dollar so there's a draft for everyone no salary caps play in real life snakes snake drafts just like you play with your friends in the season-long league. Come and join me on Draft today. Download the app anytime. Just search Draft in your app store or join a game in minutes. Or play right from your computer on playdraft.com, whatever you want. For a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use the show's promo code HFF. That's right. Play for real money game for real for for free, excuse me, just for using the Her Fantasy Football promo code HFF on your first deposit on draft. Just search draft in the app store or go to playdraft.com and come play free with promo code HFF. Awesome. All right. We have the Cleveland Browns and the Houston Texans. Oh, man. Every Browns. week I have to cover the Browns. Browns are so good. <laughs> woo, woo. All right, Browns. Okay. So the Browns drama. Remember in the 
preseason when I was so happy that they said they were committing to Deshaun Kaiser, no matter what, they were finally going to have continuity. Lies. Lies. Browns are going to brown. Browns Browns are going to brown. That's uh, death, taxes, and Browns browning. Um, Mm -hmm. They've decided to go with Kevin Hogan. Kevin Hogan is going to be the starter for week six. Now, to be fair to this guy, he's, uh, he's actually pretty decent. Um, he's thrown three touchdowns to two interceptions, which is a, a better ratio than, unfortunately, Kaiser. You know, But I, I also feel like if he's the future, what are you doing? I don't, anyway, um, last week he completed 16 of 19 pass attempts for 194 yards. Two of those touchdowns um, and one of those interceptions all came last week. And I'm going to be fair to this guy. He also rushed for 30 yards, and he only played the second half, and he still put up over 16 fantasy points. Yeah. So I don't think all is lost. So I'm going to try to stay positive. Um, and again, who benefits the guy I've been talking about for a few weeks now, Duke Johnson. Uh, now, what's really funny is that we got an email by someone who was like, why don't you ever talk about Duke Johnson? He's the number one receiving running back in football. And I was like, I really talked about him definitely over the last two weeks because it's even in our show notes. And Ashley writes like, one thing that we talked about. So, uh, but yes, I should focus on him even more because Duke Johnson is quite good. Uh, so I think cool. he was referring to the industry in general. There's no love for Duke Johnson. Yeah. Oh, well, they should. People really respected him until this week. It's true, though, because I, the, I, I thought of that person when I was doing the running back rankings this week. And I, I thought he, he really is an industry being valued pretty low. And I'm looking at everybody that's above him. He's outscoring them every single week. So right. I bumped him up probably 10 spots higher than all of our counterparts. And I feel okay about it. I feel good about it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what you got to do. And I agree. So thank you for writing us an email because, you know, sometimes it's good to be like, yeah, you know what? You're right. We should even do more because the Browns, there aren't a lot of great things to say. So I'm fine <laughs> with with focusing on that. And yeah. maybe that's what it is, is that it, that the Duke Johnson talk got so drowned out by the bad stuff. It was like, and eh, why isn't anyone talking about him? I was like, all right, all right. Um, you know, listen, he's seventh in the league among running backs in terms of his target, but he's number one in the amount of receiving yards at 270. Um, and he somehow has scored two rushing touchdowns and a receiving touchdown while being part of the Cleveland Browns. I think that's pretty impressive. So uh, kudos to you, Duke Johnson. Uh, Sleepers. The only sleeper is going to be Ricardo Lewis, if you can believe that. Uh, We have him uh, ranked number 54, the only Cleveland Brown wide receiver who is ranked very special. Um, (laughs) I I talked about him last week as a guy to watch because in week three, he saw six targets. And again, we're going to put targets and quotes here. Uh, He only caught one for 10 yards, uh, but the word target was loose because it was Deshaun Kaiser. Uh, But listen, it was, it was a lot. And he is the guy who's playing in the majority of the snaps. He's been the guy who's been a starter. Well, of course uh, in week four, he caught five of his nine targets for 64 yards. That was impressive. And then in week five, he caught five of his eight targets for 71 yards. Now, he's played in 76% or more of the snaps. So if there's anyone you're going to own on this team, it's going to be him. Um, And also, if you need to pick him up now, that's great because he's only 2% owned. Talk about being a Brown. Wow. You know know what I love about that, though, Brandon, is that Rookie quarterbacks rarely work outside of the first option, right? It's it's just it's overwhelming that first year to yeah. really progress through all your options, right? And so they they really look for that first option and then it kind of implodes. So that tells me that he's the first option in a lot of their plays when he's being targeted that much. Again, 
target is loose here, but at least for us telling us that he's the option, he's the first option. Yeah, the other guy we should. So I, I may need to rank David Njoku higher uh, because, uh, but but the new quarterback situation scares me, and I don't know how this is all going to divvy up. Um, and he has scored a touchdown now in three of his last four games. He's a rookie tight end. Uh, the only thing that's holding me back is that he's still splitting snaps with Seth, Seth Devolve uh, and this quarterback situation, and I just, it makes me a little bit nervous still. But again, he's going to shoot up my ranks real quick if he has another solid outing this week. But it looks like he is doing something right. So he's someone you also need to keep an eye on. And um, I, they keep giving Isaiah Crowell the ball, to be fair. Uh, he double-digit carries pretty much every week. And last week was his best week with 67 total yards. <laughs> uh, listen, Houston gives up the ninth fewest fantasy points to running backs. I don't know what to tell you other than the Browns um, probably are not going to have the luxury of being able to run the out the clock against the Houston Texans. Nice. Put that out there. And bench Kenny Britt. Uh, he's he was out last week with a groin and a knee. He returned for limited practice, but don't you dare. Uh, Richard Higgins isn't a thing. Sorry, everybody. That eleven target game was just a fluke. It's over. Um, he has had one catch. He got confused to who that guy was. Yeah, he was like, "Where is Ricardo Lewis?" Oh, it's Richard he's like, Higgins. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like, I just need a Browns jersey. I just need a Browns jersey. Yeah, <laughs> unless this new quarterback favors him. But I'll tell you no. this, Bryce Triggs played in more snaps than Rashard Higgins last week. Uh, that guy. Uh, Kaysen Williams might be that guy. Listen, a new quarterback has a new favorite target, maybe. We don't know. So that's why this yeah. is an interesting game. So you want to pay attention to that. Uh, but uh, again, you don't start defenses against Deshaun Watson, and you don't start Browns kickers. Boom. Rules. All right. The Texans. Those are the rules. Deshaun Watson. Watson ha um, has the second most fantasy points in all of the players in standard leagues. So you can start him. It's fine. Oh, I guess. He's okay. We have him ranked number four. <laughs> uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller. Hopkins is second in fantasy points uh, for wide receivers. Both of them are doing fantastic. You're going to start both of those guys. Just add them to the list. Lamar Miller. Now, Miller is 10th for running backs in standard league. So take a minute, take a deep breath. I know as a Miller owner, you were thinking, well, he hasn't been that great. But guess what? Nobody else has either. So if you don't own Hunt, Gurley, or Fournette, there are, then your running back hasn't been that great. Sorry. The next running back after Fournette in fantasy points is Gordon, and he has 23 fantasy points less. So I'm yep. just saying, hmm. yikes. So be happy. You have what you got. You could have drafted DeMarco Murray or Marshawn Lynch, who have, you know, over 20 fantasy points less than Miller. Just saying. Okay? So just take a moment. Houston's defense, I know J.J. Watt is out for the season. I'm crying too. I love him. This is very sad. But you have to start the defense against the Browns. So you're fine for another week, Houston owners. You're good for another week. Uh, you can play the kicker. Ryan Griffin, I have him as a sleeper. Listen, we have him ranked 18th. Everybody loves him in the industry right now. He's just like the must start of week six. And that's fine. But the reason why you're starting him is because your tight end's on a bye or injured. He's your streamer, and it's only because of the matchup. Cleveland loves to give away points to tight ends. That's the only reason. It's not a bad option. 
but it's not the option. Okay. Right. At least that's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. We've got the Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings. All right. I'm going to say this nicely, but I do not give a bleep about the matchup when it comes to Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson. And everybody's getting up in my business and saying like, oh, but you know, it's going to be bad. It's a bad matchup for Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Who are you going to start over Aaron Rodgers? Hmm? That's right. Are you really going to bench Jordy Nelson? For who? For who? Mm-hmm. Tell me. Listen, I get it. Minnesota's a tough defense. It's not disrespect to them at all. But Seattle's a pretty tough defense, too. And Rodgers came away with that um, with over 300 passing yards. Uh, And so far this season, he's thrown over 300 yards and or scored at least three passing touchdowns in every single game. So, uh, And then Jordy Nelson keeps going up against, you know, corners that are trying to shut him down too. And I know he's going to go up against Xavier Rhodes, but here's the problem. If you just only focus on Jordy Nelson, Devonte Adams is going to kill you. Okay. Yeah. And R- Randall Cobb is going to kill you. And even Martellus Bennett's going to have a bunch of catches for 30 yards and he, that's not going to kill you, but It'll look active. And I just, I mean, you, at, at a certain point, they're going to have to figure that out. So that's that's the beauty of Jordy Nelson is that eventually they can't blanket him. Because, yeah. I mean, did you see what Devontae Adams did last week? They're, After just I, going I to the hospital? Is, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and listen, this is also a good lesson for us. And it was something that I needed to be reminded of. Uh, the, the Green Bay Packers are actually very conservative as an organization. And they do not rush people back from injuries normally. Um, and so really the problem was, is that we all saw that hit and thought there was no possible way Devonte Adams would be okay, but he was obviously. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and so the good news is that we won't make that mistake again. Uh, but listen, I, I, you know, Minnesota is a great defense though. They, they may not be, you know, crazy killer but i'm not gonna sit anyone because i just that's absurd and especially when we're talking about some of these kind of hokey guys you know like oh but the matchup i'm like yeah but like it's jordy nelson so anyway um it's fine uh i will say this though the minnesota vikings give up the second fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs why this is important is because aaron jones was awesome last week amazing filling in jamal williams who jamal williams got two touches so uh it's definitely aaron jones uh whoops ty montgomery's back at practice yeah confusing so now it looks like it's going to be a bit of a committee situation which actually is probably better in the long run for ty montgomery the player ty montgomery was playing the absolute most snaps in the national football league at the running back position and he used to be a wide receiver so there's a possibility that they're going to move him to more of just the pass catching back and have aaron jones as more of the power back um jamal williams obviously is droppable uh, I'm not entirely sure, and it's not a great matchup, so everyone could be disappointed. How nice is that? Uh, but again, the running back situation is so dire, I highly doubt you're going to sit either of them. So, hmm, I don't know. We'll hmm. see. Uh, and then Martellus Bennett averages 38.8 yards per game, has yet to catch a touchdown, but it's so interesting. He has the sixth most targets in the league among tight ends. Which is so crazy. That is so crazy. Yeah, you wouldn't feel like that if you were getting his fantasy points. And Mason Crosby uh, is mostly just an extra point kicker is the problem. Uh, So he's only number 12 in points, but I think he is going to have to kick some field goals this week against the Vikings. And you probably have a better defense um, 
because Minnesota actually gives it the seventh fewest fantasy points to opposing uh, defenses. Uh, and I think they'll play conservative this weekend. However, the Packers defense has been playing well, actually. And then you'll love them at Chicago in week 10, Baltimore week 11, at Pittsburgh in week 12, Tampa Bay in week 13, Cleveland in week 14. Green Bay might be a defense once they get off their bye that you want to pick up. All right, Ashley, those Vikings. What a painful game to watch. Am I right? Oh, man. I will, I'll Bradford. Get, I, will, I will get to Bradford at the end of this. I couldn't, I couldn't with my own soul start off with Bradford. I just felt like I was going to say anything positive at all. So we're going to start with Stefan Dix. Uh, he left last week's game with a groin injury, but he said he plans to play this week against the Packers. Um, Diggs did not practice. So if he does, he will not be 100%, which makes Thielen a good option this week. Now, Thielen caught five of eight targets, only for 34 yards, but which isn't all that bad when you think about how terrible the Vikings and Bradford were in particular. I mean, it was basically as if they didn't play an entire half of football. It was it was just really bad. So now the Cowboy wideouts found success last week against the Packers. So I think technically Diggs and Thielen could both technically be successful. So... There's a chance there. Now, Kyle Rudolph, he got the lift that we were expecting with the loss of Cook, catching six of nine targets for 45 yards and one touchdown. He had the most targets, which means Keenum and Rudolph might finally have found a rhythm. This is what we were hoping for. And then we were always a little bit nervous about how that running back situation was going to play out. Jarek McKinnon came out on top when we were looking at the two backs. He rushed 16 times for 95 yards and had a touchdown. He played 47 snaps compared to Murray's 22. So clearly McKinnon was the one that was favored here. He also had six catches for 51 yards on top of that. You compare that to only two catches for 12 yards and 31 rushing yards off only 12 carries. We clearly have a winner here. Now McKinnon also looked better. It wasn't just about the carries. He just looked more dynamic and he seems to be what this offense needs for the fact we've got Keenum, we had Bradford injured. We don't know what's going to happen with Teddy, which I'll talk about in a second. He just provides a little bit more flexibility for this offense. So I think I feel like we've all been McKinnon before. Though, we've all been McKinnon. I know. I know. You know what I I'm know. saying? Like, yeah. I feel like this is uh this is a switch. But, what's it called? Like a <laughs> the, the, bait, the bait and switch. Bait on switch. Yeah, yeah. Bait and yep. switch. Not saying they're going to switch it with Latavius and like they're going to find somebody else. All here's of a sudden, here's the difference because I thought the same thing. And I actually have like a little thing that says disgust in my notes because I knew we've all been McKinnon, right? This would be a hot topic. I think the difference this year is that Murray's not 100% healthy. So while yeah, he looked I okay, that. I think this is what, at least for this week, I think McKinnon's still definitely going to be the guy. I think. And especially because of this year, like literally the running backs, half of them, as you said, Courtney, they're not really being productive. They're dropping like flies. We don't have a whole lot of options. There's not a lot of depth in this position right now that I think that for the fact that you got McKinnon out there, he's worth the upside enough. And quite honestly, Latavius Murray is also to some extent up the, on have the upside, at least picking him up because he's at least a healthy player to some extent in the context of healthy running backs at the moment. So it's a decent enough matchup this week that if you are in trouble with a buy and you don't have anything because you may be someone like me that your top two draft picks are already out and you're already digging deep. It's not a terrible option. It's not a great option. You're not going to feel warm and fuzzy come Sunday when you plug them in, but something to think about bench Sam Bradford. He had an MRI after he left the game on Monday, but the test reveal revealed there's no new injury. Uh, you know, the Vikings trainer said that the issue is really due to wear and tear 
from Bradford's previous knee operations. That really scares me because that tells me I would rather this be a new injury than the fact that this is wear and tear or him possibly being nervous about his knee. He did not look like himself at no, all when I he was out there. Yeah. He, he was a shell of what he was earlier this year. It's very concerning. He did not practice Wednesday, so we can expect Keenan to be the guy. You should hope Keenan's going to be the guy this week and that they we go with that. But Teddy Bridgewater, his knee is, is supposed to be reevaluated on Monday. So they've been very clear that he will come off the pup list as soon as he is ready. That doesn't mean the moment he's ready, he's going to step on in for Case Keenum. But now we're going to have an even more interesting situation on our hands with what do they do at that point. Doesn't impact you this week, but something you do need to think about long term. So we'll I was ranking quarterbacks and I was like, I don't even. I didn't think that half these people would be in my life. I it's know, right? It's so good. You know, or like, <laughs> same thing with tight ends. I go, oh, what is that? Who? Who? Especially bye weeks coming. It's like every time I go, what? Who are these people? Why? Actually, I love that one of your phrases is like, it's something to think about. So it is something in, so, my, I head, mean, in my head. I always I sing this song. Let's give me something to think about. You something know? to <laughs> think about. <laughs> There's something to talk about that you're yeah, wearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll think about it, Courtney. I will. I will. I'll As somebody who's it. had to, who won one of your leagues last week with literally no quarterback, you got to think about these things right now. Yep. Me? Who? Yeah, you. Oh, you, yeah. You, you won like your league that basically had no quarterback in? Oh, oh yeah, I did. Yep. I had no quarterback, which is funny because AJ McCarron came in for like a play, right? And I could have chose him. But I did, and I went with the other like fourth strainer of some team. Just it was like just a fill in, just a fill in. Some of these things are so deep. It's like, so, so deep. deep. It's just like I was just like just put, I need I need an eleventh person. I have to start a yeah. quarterback. I don't have a quarterback, so I'll just put somebody in. Superflex oh. is awful. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Uh, all right, we have the Detroit Lions and the New Orleans Saints. Golden Tate. We have him ranked number fourteenth. There is no question that Tate has been awful along with most everyone else on this team. But if you aren't going to start him against the Saints, gosh darn it, who are you going to start him against? Seriously, if you don't want him, trade him. Hopefully he'll have a rebound week, and you can trade him higher. But not high, but higher. Um, but, uh, yeah, you have to start him against the New Orleans Saints. Matt Prater, of course, he's in your lineup. Now, I have moved Matt. Matthew Stafford down to sleepers and I know he plays well against the saints. He has for years and that's fine. That's nice. It's a nice thing to know, but he hasn't been playing well in 2017. So that's my issue. Okay? Since week one. Just, since week one. Yeah. Um, and I know, and I always think back of when he played against Atlanta and we're like, it's going to be a shootout. Matthew Stafford. Whoop, whoop. No, he got you yeah. 16.46 points, which isn't awful, but it's no shootout fantasy <laughs> pedestrian. points. Yeah, it's pedestrian. It's just one step up from Josh McCown. Okay, so I think he'll be <laughs> fine, but you just need to, you know, temper your expectations of what Mr. Stafford's going to give you. That's why I can't just say, yes, start him. I say, ooh, maybe. Uh, Marvin Jones, Jones saw eight targets last week, which is promising, but Kenny Galladay did return to practice after missing two weeks Be, um, before his injury. Ugh. He was averaging five targets a game. 
I'm not saying start Galladay, don't do that. Um, but to be realistic with Jones against the Saints, it sounds yummy, but he might lose a little bit what he had. So it is what it is. Darren Fells, Fells. <laughs> the joy, the joy I have inside of me. Fells, he's a tight end. If you don't know, um, if you never listened to our show before, I have a relationship with Eric Ebron. It's not a good one. It's not a good one. Um, so Fells, the other tight end on the team, had more fantasy points than Ebron on the season last week. That is in one so game boring. had more <laughs> five weeks. Ah! 24 yards and two touchdowns off of two targets. He was throwing the ball to twice, and both of them were for touchdowns. It's so Scott Piankowski from Yahoo tweeted out a tweet that I I should have tagged you in it because I was like, oh yes, yes. And he said, You should drop Eric Ebron like a pass intended for Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yes. In the and the red oh, it's so yes, true. so good. Um, oh, Oh, it's so bad. So bad because so bad. admitted that he is in the dumps, and I get it. I feel bad. I feel I'm bad. in the dumps every time I have to talk about you, Ebron. So oh. I feel you. I do. I feel you. <laughs> may it be fells from here on out, may I say. Mm. So on my bench, this might be controversial, but I, I just can't get behind it. Amir Abdullah. And theoretic. Oh. Now, I get this is a matchup thing, and the Saints, you know, are supposed to be bad, but they've actually done pretty darn well against the run, not letting any running back over 70 yards this season. And since Amir Abdullah only has one touchdown, that's how he gets his 8.6 fantasy points, is by 86 <laughs> yards. And if he can't get 86 yards, he can't get you the fantasy points that you're hoping for. I'm okay with Abdullah as a flex. I don't mind Riddick in PPR, um, but I, I just don't love them. I don't think they're being valued. I think they're being valued way too high. I shouldn't say they. I think Amir is being valued way too high this week because of the Saints who actually have a decent uh, rushing uh you know, defensive line. So the, it's it's not. It's like the Browns. The Browns are better at defending yeah. the run than New yeah. York. Yeah, it's not. Think. It's not a guarantee. Exactly. Yeah, it's not a guarantee. All right, Ashley, the Saints. Well, guarantees for the Saints is you were playing obviously Drew Brees and Michael Thomas. This is, these are no brainers. And I will say, Mark Ingram owner, owners rejoiced at the AP News. Uh, for those of you who have not Ingram, heard. really not Kamara. Yeah. Well, hear me out. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I was so taken aback. I'm so taken aback. Well, first of all, I'm an anger owner. So maybe that's, maybe I'm projecting. I rejoiced (laughs) at the (laughs) AP News. I, I, uh, but again, the unfortunate part is, as I said, he was, he was traded to the Cardinals and I also covered the Cardinals. So I didn't get out of having to talk about AP the rest of the year. (laughs) I still have to talk about him. But so here's my thought, Brand is, so this for me means that Ingram should get some of those touches back, right? Because Kamara is a must start in PPR leagues. He's a, he's a good player period in standard leagues as well. I mean, the guy caught 10 passes for 71 yards, but he, you know, he only rushed for 25 yards. So he is really, he's primarily solely being used as a pass catching back. 
Adrian Peterson is not being used in a pass catching back capacity. So I don't, while some of those plays and touches will go to Kamara, I think a bulk of those, and again, we're only talking about eight touches here, I think is going to go to Ingram. And so to me, it's a matter of opportunity and that volume is what really Ingram needs. Ingram's been doing fine. Kamara is awesome. You were playing Alvin Kamara. He he is a must start. Absolutely. But I'm just saying, I think this benefits Ingram more than it's going to benefit Kamara because I do, I think, those rushing plays that they're looking for is going to fall more into Ingram's lot than it's going to tomorrow. Literally his hands. Yes. <laughs> Alvin, you're playing Alvin. The guy, the guy is awesome. That's what you have to do. And quite honestly, this is the best thing for all three of them. AP did not fit into Sean Payton's scheme. He just didn't at all. Uh, this and is good he news. Hates them. <laughs> he, well, yep. It was interesting because he was actually talking about how great AP was. He use them over the bye week, and then like, boom, trade. But you know, it made sense. It made sense for them. So it's, it's the best thing for AP. <laughs> yeah, they for trade. <laughs> Yeah, you this know show's gotten evil. It's like it's Halloween already. The only thing that would have made it better is if AP didn't land on a team that I cover. We can't win them all. Shall we? we? Win so anyway, I think this is good news because for me, Ingram has been that kind of guy. Like when I'm looking at my roster, he's right on the cusp. He's that guy that I'm like, do I? Play? And I'm talking like flex role even here, not generally even my running back. Where I'm like, do I play him? Do I have a receiver that I think is actually going to get more points? Because he's kind of in that five to eight point range, but just a few more touches. If you give him just like five of those eight touches or four of those touches, he's got more of an opportunity to break off. And and, and he's still a really good player. So I'm excited about it. I think you should be too. Again, we're talking excitement for a flex. He's not generally your RB1 or your RB2, but again, good news. Kobe Fleener, only if you're desperate in a sleeper position. The guy only got four targets the week before the bye. We're all on a bye last week which is pretty bad when Snead wasn't in play and Josh Hill had to come out of the game and you still are only targeted four times. I mean, he started strong the season, but the past two games have been pretty bad. You know, he could have come out hot. He could come out hot for the bye week, but honestly, I think Kamara's too hot right now and that's what's hurting Fleener. So I don't love Fleener, but if you're super desperate, okay. Bench, Ted Ginn, he's just purely not getting enough targets to warrant the play. Willie Sneed, um, who I'm also going to say don't play. Um, for the fact that this is my favorite, same day, same source, completely different takes in regards to that Sean Payton said Willie Sneed's hamstrings 100% coming out of the bye week. But right before that, we hear that his hamstring was limited in practice, which is it? Too risky for me. I don't know what's going on. You got to be pretty desperate for this play. Don't do it. And Brandon Coleman, you can only be considered if Snead is out and you were looking for someone who could potentially boom and you need potential over security. Um, so, again, not great. Touchdown, Touchdown Vulture. Touchdown. It's a chance. And a touchdown. All right. We got the Miami Dolphins, the Atlanta Falcons. So, the NFL will meet with Jarvis Landry on October 24th to talk about his battery, his domestic battery allegations earlier this year. Um, hopefully this will not mess with his head. Again, we just kind of want this news to be over, but just have to mention it to you because we never know. But Jarvis Landry, again, he gets the targets, 10 targets last week. He caught five of them for 44 yards and a touchdown. We'll take that. Not an easy matchup, but I think that Landry will be fine. Now, if we look at Devontae Parker, he left the stadium last week in crutches, which is never a good sign. He has a sprained ankle. He didn't practice on Wednesday. 
He allegedly might be a gopher this week, but make sure you check the day out. The problem with Parker is that you really have to count on Cutler for the big play, and he has just been outright terrible. So, so Cutler. Mm -hmm. At the same time, though, <laughs> if he plays, he always has upside, right? Because he he's someone more than I would say Brandon Coleman, obviously, that has that big play potential. There's numbers that make you a little nervous at times. Jay Cutler, his quarterback, that should make you really nervous. But there's better potential there for me than there is with Brandon Coleman. So obviously you drafted them completely different. Brandon Coleman was not even someone that you drafted. But right now, that's something you just have to consider. Jay Ajayi, he rushed 25 times for 77 yards. You want a little bit better. He hasn't scored yet. But you know what? Like we've said, running backs are thin right now. So you don't really have better options, and you know it. You're playing Jay Ajayi. And your better options aren't getting played by their coach, like Chris Thompson. Oh, stop it. We'll get there later. <laughs> so, sorry. He hasn't <laughs> scored. You're still playing him. Uh, bench. Kenny Stills. He caught one of his two targets for only 13 yards. Uh, and that is even with Parker, who left the game. So, that is very, very bad news. Atlanta's going to be a tough matchup. So, the upside is not super high. This is actually, you know, not good on paper. But I had this issue when I was looking at waiver wire pickups where I'm looking at all the other wide receivers out there and I'm like, ah, oh, Kenny Stills probably still has more upside than half these other guys to pick up. I, I don't think I can justify dropping him. So do you guys have any He's a boomer like bus player. Guys? He's a boomer bus player and that's why you keep him for those weeks that you are hoping he booms. But he's and a those weeks, one of those weeks. they play Matt Moore. Yeah, and yeah. He's, he's a proven <laughs> boomer bus player, which I will say- Not everyone can have Case Keenum. Yeah. 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 The beast. The beast. The <laughs> ultimate the ultimate boom. Boom. All, all right. right. Ashley or Brandon, how about Falcons? All right. Well, you always play a defense against Jay Cutler. Boom. <laughs> He's like Blake Bortles, but gives more, you know? Yeah. Nice. Uh, you should always start Matt Bryant, but uh, unfortunately, he's not practicing right now. <gasps> oh, now, they're saying good. that there's no fear of him not playing, and they're calling it a back injury. I'm hoping that it's just code for 42 years old, uh, which is what I'm hearing, and they're just going to hope that he's going to be a-okay, um, but watch that. And then always you start Devontae Freeman. Come on. Come on. Non-negotiable. He has scored a rushing touchdown in each of his games played this season. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm also cool with flexing Tevin Coleman. One of the people in our chat right now uh, watching us live on YouTube just asked about trading for Aaron Jones uh, by giving away Tevin Coleman because they're Ty Montgomery owner. And although I understand the whole handcuff thing here, I think this is more of a share. And what I'm going to say about Tevin Coleman is that Tevin Coleman actually has been startable in both standard and PPR leagues as a flex pretty easily. And I think that's kind of what you're looking for with Aaron Jones. Jones or Ty Montgomery at this point. So um, I don't know if I would do that, to be entirely frank. Um, also, there are a ton of injuries at the wide receiver position, which we will discuss. And if that is the case, uh, then I, they may need to use Tevin Coleman a lot more. Now, to be fair, I, this isn't like a great matchup, um, but, you know, whatever. And he only had 13 touches last week. He still went 144 total yards. I can deal with that. My sleepers are Matt Ryan. Uh, we have him at number seven. He blew it against the Buffalo sneaky defense. But it was also because everyone in their team uh, 
disappeared. Yeah. It was very sad. Um, listen, I, you know, he's had five interceptions in the last two games. That's bad. It's very unlike him as well. So hopefully he just got right over the bye week, which does happen. Uh, Ryan's relevance is all about the injury report. Um, but, you know, hey, I, they're not going to have to score a lot of points maybe because Jay Cutler seems to score points for the, the opposing teams. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> uh, you know, the fantasy day might not be relevant, but we want to see him bounce back in football terms too because that will affect fantasy moving forward. Julio Jones was knocked out of the game in week four with a hip flexor. Um he took the bye week to rest up, but he's still limited to practice on Wednesday. Uh, we don't like an injured Julio because sometimes that's also a decoy Julio. Yeah. Uh, he's only had one touchdown with or one game with over 100 yards this season and no touchdowns yet. He has been very disappointing. But what are you going to do? You going to say Julio Jones? No. No. So there you go. Mohamed Sanu <laughs> is not ranked. Uh, he also left week four with a hamstring injury. Uh, he did not practice on Wednesday and is not likely to play. And uh, you could boost Taylor Gabriel up, I guess. We have him at 48. But Gabriel couldn't even come down with one of his five targets last week. So hopefully he got it together over the bye week, but it certainly is risky. Um, sure, he went for 79 yards and a touchdown at Detroit in week three. But before that, he didn't go over 36 yards or so score on the season he's boomer bust you know what you need i can't tell you that but we did finally see some volume for austin hooper last week he caught five of the second seven targets for 70 yards and miami does give up the ninth most fantasy points to opposing tight ends uh he has the best matchup on paper for this game you guys very intriguing <laughs> all right we have the new england patriots the new york jets all right. Well, the Patriots, per usual, the Patriots are projected to kick the out of the Jets, but I don't know. This game's always tight. I, I, you know. The Jets always seem to have their number, and they're actually playing for the head of the AFC East, just yeah. like we knew they would. <laughs> just like we knew. Okay. Anyway, you're going to start Tom Brady. Right now, he's that was a job. Um <laughs> Right. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> Again, you know, I'm thinking questionable as code for 40 years old, kind of like Matt Bryant, but, you know, keep an eye on it. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, if he plays, is number one, but he did not play last week. They're saying it's just because of a short week. They said he's going to be back. Let's hope. Chris Hogan's been incredibly productive, actually. Uh, he's been on the field now for literally 100% of last week's snaps. He disappointed in week one with only one catch for eight yards. But then after that, uh, he scored at least one touchdown in every single week and caught at least four passes for at least 60 yards. Hello. Uh, Danny Amendola went on the field is also a huge player. Uh, there's only one week where he's been on the field that he's had um, – anything less than 77 yards and or not scored a touchdown. So that's pretty good. Pretty darn good. And he is the cheapest on DFS, and he's also ranked the lowest, but he's interesting. Brandon Cooks, okay, he only scored a touchdown in one game, and actually he scored two in that game, so that was nice, uh, and a two-point conversion. But twice he's had 80 or fewer yards. You can't bench him. So, again, what do you do? Hope for the best. Uh, Guskowski is number two with nine or more uh, points in all but one game this season. Per usual, the running backs are a disaster. Uh, Gillis Lee gets 12 to 18 carries a game, which is great. Um, James White's the guy who's always on the field, and in PPR scoring, he's great. Other than that, really difficult. The Jets give up the fourth most fantasy points, though, to opposing running backs. So running the ball is the smartest choice. Um 
someone's going to feast. I think it's Gillisley, but I'm not quite sure. And unfortunately, Rex Burkhead's coming back this week. I know. I know. It's such a nightmare. Yeah, so there you go. And the Jets have given up the 10th most fantasy points to opposing defenses, but the Patriots have not yet scored over six points as a defensive unit. So you do you. It's the Patriots of old. Yeah. We really thought they were going to fool us when they had Gillisley run it a million times week one and then life. All right, the New York Jets. You know it's bad when the first starter is Austin Safarian Jenkins. Yeah, must start. Able to find the end zone oh. last week. Well done. I like him this week as well against the Patriots. They give up the fourth most fantasy points to tight ends. He didn't catch all of his targets last week like he has previously, but he did manage to pull in six catches. So in PPR, amazing for a tight end. Jermaine Curse. I like Curse. He had uh, he has had three touchdowns on the season. He falls in the top 20 wide receivers in standard leagues, people. So crazy. Mind blown he has had a great he's had has had a great matchup this week um i like him i just hope the jets like him and and use him even more we need him even more um robbie anderson it's risky um but i did want to mention that jeremy curley yet again has not dropped a pass a hundred percent on the year in receptions bravo he Mm. just isn't a red zone target. Now, again, keep an eye on Jeremy Curley. If the Jets can continue to be semi-successful, um, I think Curley is going to sneak in at the end of the season, you guys. I think Curley could be on some uh, championship rosters in that flex spot. Just saying. It's I possible. like it. Good call. Um, Bilal Powell and Elijah McGuire. All right. It looks like both Matt Forte and Powell might be out for week six. So keep an eye on that. Powell didn't even practice on Wednesday. Forte did show up, so that was exciting. But if that is the case, then sign me up for some Elijah Maguire. The Patriots usually take out the best player on the opposing team, which is tough for any of us to know (laughs) who that player is going to be. I can't imagine it would be Maguire, um, but you really don't know. Uh, Chandler Canton Zero. Yeah. Take it out the kicker. (laughs) Yeah. Take him out. Take him out. Um, So, I mean, it's just, it's risky uh, to start Matt Forte, but I do like Elijah McGuire. Bench Josh McCowan, 25th quarterback in fantasy points, just 0.06 fantasy points behind Mr. Ben Roethlisberger. Fun fact for you, all of you people who own him, 88% of you, you're crazy. Um, And we're going to bench the kicker. we got the San Francisco 49ers, the Washington Redskins. All right, those 49ers, Carlos Hyde, after starting the season pretty decent, it appears that the 49ers are willing to share the ball with another running back. What? No. uh, No. uh, This is a two-syllable no. Yeah, Matt. Yep. Matt, whatever. Matt B. Burrita. Burrita. I'm going to burrito your Get fajita. 
Oh, Fantasy owners, worst nightmare Hyde suffered last week against the Colts. I get it. This week he faces the Redskins that are even, you know, just slightly better than the Colts at stopping the run. Um, so Hyde is not my favorite start this week. So if you don't need him, I'm sorry. I would bench him. Pierre Gerson, I thought it was going to be a Trent Taylor day. Um, with the targets last week, but they focused on Marquise Goodwin, which is nice instead, who had 11 targets for 116 yards. Yum. Pierre mm. Gerson also had 11 targets for 94 mm. yards, but that's not bad. Not the same matchup as last week, though. The Redskins have given up the second fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. I don't love that. This is Garcon's revenge game, and I think we've decided those usually don't turn out that well for <laughs> the person who's being seeking know, revenge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, not. I don't know. It's risky. Uh, Marquise Goodwin, he's a he's a sleeper. He's up there. We just kind of talked about him a little bit. George Kittle, Kittle has has the best matchup by far for this team. He's listed as questionable with a chest injury, but did practice today. Last week, him and fuck freaking Ed Dickinson. I was gonna say, I was laughing. <laughs> this was your, so your week of the Titans that you hate that you never want to talk about scoring touchdowns. Scoring touchdowns, and it's another it's another point of why tight ends should not be in fantasy football. You can you can't do this, you guys. There's no there's nothing. Seven receptions for 83 yards and his first NFL touchdown on the year. Congratulations, George Kittle. Uh, bench, Hoyer, and uh, Gold. The Washington Redskins, you can start. All right, Kirk Cousins. There is no question that despite the Redskins being 2-2 two and two on the season, they needed that bye last week to work oh, some yeah. things out. They should not even be 2-2 two and two if we watch the games. Um, it was a week long enough. We will see. The good news is that Kirk Cousins had two games with over 20 fantasy points going into the bye. So that is hopeful. I think he's going to have a really nice game against the 49ers. I don't know how he's going to get those fantasy points with players, but I think he will. Jordan Reed. Reed is off the injury report, but he is he is off. Is he off your bench report is my feeling. Ah. Uh, I don't know. He has yet to have over 50 yards or a touchdown on the season. And the 49ers have surprisingly given up the fewest fantasy points to tight ends this year. It's crazy. I know. But I don't love it. I just don't love him this week. Sorry. I think there are some decent streamers this week to start over Reed. Yeah. Like Ed and Dixon. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Don't I mean, he could. could. He probably will score more fantasy points than Jordan Reed, let's be honest. But I, I, I can't tell you to do that. I won't tell you to do that. Uh, you can start the Redskins defense. Terrell Pryor, Josh Dawson, and Jameson Crowder are all ranked. I don't know. <laughs> Pryor is getting the targets, and the Redskins typically have a slow start. Biddy has not been good this year. Not yet, at least. I, so we'll see. Starting off the season with 11 targets, but only had 66 yards, then only two catches in the next two games for a combined 50 yards. I do not think, you know, he can be consistent enough for you to, like, really trust him. Um, and let's be honest, if he has another 40-plus receptions for a touchdown like he did before going on by, that'll be good. 
but we just don't know if that's going to be the case. I know a lot of people are up on him, so I'm not going to be down on him, but it's just, mm, mm. Uh, they say they're going to give the ball to Jameson Crowder more. They need to, they need to give him more of an opportunity. Um, after a few fumbles, I don't know how many more opportunities you need to give the man. Yeah. And that's a lady who drafted him everywhere. So it is very frustrating, I understand. But the most frustrating thing, I think, for the Washington Redskins, the receivers are bad, but the running backs are worse. Reports came out today that Fat Rob is a long shot to play on Sunday. Yay for Chris Thompson owners, or yep. is it? Ugh. The dumb bleep. Jay Gruden says that Samaje P. Ryan will get the majority of the carries. I hate you. Thompson has over 370 total yards this season with four touchdowns. What more does this guy need to do for you, Gruden? It was uncomfortable listening to his dad calling the game two Monday, Mondays ago, was it not? He clearly doesn't agree with his, his son's his choices. His brother, you mean? His brother, I mean, yes. I mean, he was just yeah. like, oh, he's going to put in Tom. Oh, no, it's not Thompson. Uh, it's Pirine. All right. All right. He All runs right. for negative half a yard. Okay. I mean, it was really uncomfortable. We all felt it. I mean, it's just, it's so, you know, upsetting. It's just funny to hear him by his brother calling him by his full name, you know? Is it, it's just. Yeah. Oh, well. I mean, I'm sure he wants to add the bleep in when he says his name too after covering that game. Remember when he covered? Well, well I can't remember what what the team was last season, what the matchup was. And he was just like, "This is awful. This is worse than Pee Wee <laughs> football." Yeah, like I felt like he wanted to say that about his brother's play calling, but he like kept kept it in. He just kept it in. But I would, uh, I, I know that I am frustrated um, as a Thompson owner myself. So we'll see. We will see. I have to imagine Thompson's still going to do something with whatever he gets, but it's just frustrating that he has to share the ball. All right, I'm going to talk one more time. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Arizona Cardinals, we've got the Bucks. Marvin Jones and Golden Tate are the only duo to do well against the Cardinals. Now, Torrey Smith and mm -hmm. Nelson Aguilar did well against the Cardinals as well, but Alshon Jeffrey only had 31 yards. So what does that mean for Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson? I like Deshaun Jackson better this week, but I never bench Mike Evans unless I'm just stacked at wide receivers. He has been every other game. So this is supposed to be his game with double digits and fantasy points. So I think I still like Evans. I know this is a bad matchup. I know, again, he's going against Peterson, but I think I'm still going to start him um, and I do, I do like Deshaun Jackson. I think it's possible the two of them can still get decent fantasy points. Doug Martin came off a of suspension and tore it up last yeah, week. Yeah. Seventy-four wow. yards and a touchdown with thirteen touches. Now this is a tough matchup for him, though a lot tougher than it was against the Patriots, but doable. I predict nine to twelve fantasy points. So if that's good enough for you. I think you should start him. Cameron Bray. Bray is the fourth highest in fantasy points for tight ends, and he has already had his bye, people. Thank you. Ow. Double digits again last week, and I love him this week as well. Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, you can start them too. As for Jamison Winston, I have him as a sleeper. I have him ranked number 11. Or I think having him ranked number 11 is exactly where he should be. He looked bad last week, and he will need to do much much better against Peterson and the Cardinals defense. So 
I just can't put him as a starter in that in my section. Hasn't had an interception in the last two games. He has had over 320 yards in each of his last three games. So that is promising, just not fun to watch at all. So if no. you're in a 12-man league, you're starting Jameis Winston. If not, think about it. Think about it. Adam Humphreys, not a bad flex in deep leagues. He's had over 50 yards in each of his last three games and averaging four catches in a game. Not bad if you compare him to guys we thought were going to have a good year, like Amari Cooper, Jameson Crowder, all that have less fantasy points than Humphreys. Okay. Humphreys. Uh, You can bench the kicker. All right, Ashley, how about those Cardinals? So it's pretty crazy when the person I feel the best about on this team is Andre Ellington. Um, He's a must-start in PPR leagues. Absolute must-start. And I do think – I'm sorry, I do not think that the changes with the addition of AP is really going to impact him. I don't. So he, again, he's not really a rusher. He's a receiver is really what he is. He only rushed one time last week. One time, but he had nine catches for 65 yards on 10 targets. So – He's being targeted. Again, PPR leagues, this, this this is someone that you should be absolutely playing. So Larry Fitzgerald, I will say, had a disappointing game last week, but he still had six catches for 51 yards on 10 targets. The targets are there, and this is the easiest matchup for wide receivers, so you have to play him. I mean, literally, they give the most points to wide receivers. You cannot not play Larry Fitzgerald on a week like this. So you are playing him. My sleepers, I am not quite as all in as everyone else is on Adrian Peterson. I know that's surprising to everyone here because I have so much love for him this year. But uh, he is already listed as their starting running back. So Cardinals, as we said, they acquired Peterson from the Saints. They got a conditional 2018 six-round pick. Um, As we said, he never fit into into the New Orleans scheme. He is a much better fit into the power scheme that the Cardinals play. So So that's good news, at least. But we still have a bad offense line we have to worry about. And the Arizona is still likely to be pretty pass heavy. So... I think he's somebody worth picking up because, again, as we said, the running backs are thin. But, again, you're probably not really good at playing him. He needs to prove himself. He hasn't really done well this season or last season to warrant him in your lineup in any way, shape, or form. But this is at least a better situation for him to be in. Now, sleepers, J.J. Nelson, Jerron Brown, uh, John Brown, your guess is as good as mine, which is <laughs> as one, good, dark, which is as, good as any other analyst. No <laughs> analyst can actually tell you which one of these guys is going to do it. You can't um, even tell the difference between them on the field. You're, it's like half of them have the same last name. You're like, is it? Oh, it's a jump. No, the announcers no, can't get it. Oh, well, it's well, well here's, here's no. yeah, I mean, here's what's crazy. JJ Nelson, he had 80 yards, uh, nearly had a touchdown, but he played the least amount of snaps with only 32. Jerron Brown, six targets. Again, same amount of targets, only 39 yards. And he had uh, the second most snaps. And then John Brown had 48 snaps. So, And he only had 26 yards. So the guy that has the most snaps had the fewest yardage. The guy with the least snaps had the most. And this could change tomorrow. I expect it to be on Sunday. You don't know. So it really is who who potentially is out there on your waiver wire. And it really is who you personally feel the best about, because there's absolutely no statistical thing I can tell you as to who is going to be the guy on these three. I just can't. It's, it's not literally possible. Carson Palmer, I will say he, uh, 291 yards, a touchdown. He's 20 for 44 last week. He might be one of the better streams of the week, uh, that you 
will actually have a shot at because there's a lot of guys we say like oh go get him but he's owned by their own in 89 percent of leagues right the likelihood he's out there for you to stream is not super high with Carson Palmer, in case you were somebody that streams quarterbacks purely for your buy, which I support in a lot of cases, you know, the Bucks give up the fifth most points to quarterbacks, and he's only it. owned in 68% of leagues. So he legitimately is somebody out there that you might actually be able to get that's the highest scoring quarterback of those guys that you're going to stream, and he just so happens to have a good matchup this week. So um, he's out there. All right, we've got the Los Angeles Rams, the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, the little bit less depressed Los Angeles team. I got yes. you. Um, and I apologize, everyone. I, I took a sleeping pill at the beginning of the show. It works faster than you <laughs> than thought. You thought. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little life hack for you. Okay, Todd Gurley had a rough game last week. They all did, but um, definitely that fumble into the end zone that actually ended up going the other way 20 yards, so it just was a huge mistake. Uh, but listen, I, you know, the Jaguars give up the seventh most points to opposing running backs. That is the line, that is the matchup that they want to exploit. And that is what the Pittsburgh Steelers didn't do last week. We'll talk about them next, but it was mind boggling. That was the biggest problem with the Steelers last week. Is it was like, why are they throwing the ball 50 times a game? Like, right. That's insane. Anyway, uh, look for Gurley to bounce back just fine this week. The rest of the Jaguars' defense is solid. They have crazy pass rushers. They have great corners, safeties, what have you. So no one else is really a sleeper uh, other than I will say that Greg Zerline is back, so you can play him. Uh, but no Jared Goff. The Jags give up the absolute fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. No Sammy Watkins, Robert Woods, or Cooper Cup. The Jags give up the third fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. Although I'm going to say this, Watkins didn't even catch one of his four targets. I think it might be time to slightly panic. I think he's just get rid of really him. inconsistent. Yeah. Boss player now. No floor whatsoever. Literally yeah. zero is his floor. Um, Frankly, the Jaguars uh, give up the uh, 10th most fantasy points to opposing tight ends. But since the injury, Gerald Everett hasn't looked the same. And it was Tyler Higby, actually, who caught four of his eight targets last week for 98 yards. If you're going to throw a dart throw and looking for a guy, well, you, know, you could probably do worse. Believe it or not, the Jags are giving up, though, the third fewest fantasy points to opposing defenses, mostly because they just run the ball and let other offenses mess up. So they're not even on the field enough to make mistakes with Blake Bortles. It's pretty crazy. Crazy. All right, Ashley. <laughs> let's talk about these Jags. This one, this will be quick. Uh, Leonard Fournette, he rushed 28 times for 181 yards and two touchdowns. Beautiful. Beast. Like, how much of a beast? Well, Fournette now has a touchdown in every game and 20 touches in every game except for one thus far this season. So it is safe to say that he is the Jags' entire offense. Entire yeah. offense. So he's your only must start on this team. Sleepers. Um, if if you if you need a pretty much guaranteed four points in in standard scoring, non PPR, whatever you want to call it, Chris Ivory could be your guy. He uh. rushed eight times for forty one yards last week, which computed out to be four point one points in standard leagues. The weeks prior to that, talk about consistency: four point four, four point two, four point eight, so gross, five point three. Now. 
again, I would never suggest you play Chris Ivory other than the fact we've got a we've got a running back situation in the league right now. And sometimes you just need some guaranteed points. So in a case like Brand, are you gonna put Sammy Watkins in who is gonna who's got a floor of zero? Yes. Or do you want to put Chris some Ivory, I, I yeah. know, I know. Chris Ivory, do you need four? I would probably also go Sammy Watkins, but depending on where you're looking at, what you're projected, do you need, <laughs> do you need a boom or do you need security? Because I've had guys zero out on me. I've had I've got guys like Cooper Cup, Sammy Watkins that is so frustrating that sometimes, and again, I'm not saying Chris Ivory. I'm talking sometimes you are desperate in bye weeks and you're like, who is potentially out there? He's only owned in 3% of leagues. So if you are in a tough spot, you at least know you're going to get four points out of the guy. That's all I'm saying. Again, I'm not suggesting it. I'm just giving you an option if you need a, if you need four points. Bench Blake Bortles, good lord! I guess what I didn't take into account this year was Fournette because literally over the last few years they've had zero run games, so they've been forced to continuously throw the ball. That's not the case this year. He's an option, and all they really do is run. He only threw the ball 14 times. 14 times in the whole game. That is ridiculous. 95 yards and an interception. 14 passes is not going to get it done, which means bad, bad things for Alan Hearns and Marquise Lee. Four targets to Lee, three targets to Hearns. That is absolutely ridiculous. You've only got seven targets in total to your two main wide receivers. That is lunacy right there. So Lee had more yards this week, but it varies week by week. Lee has got the potential for the bigger play, but he also has a tendency to drop passes. So and a lot of them. Um, both are very risky plays, and it's also a very bad matchup. So steer clear of all of them. You're really only playing Fournette. Chris Ivory. She gives you something to think about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I'm not suggesting. Uh, I'm not, I've had some weird Twitter questions. I'm like, who? Just saying. Sometimes you need someone to not zero out on you. All right. Pittsburgh Steelers at the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, you guys. Um, the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs actually are top ten in terms of giving up fantasy points to both uh, wide receivers um, and quarterbacks, which is great. A little bit tougher against running backs, and then meh against tight ends. Well, here's the deal: you're always going to start Antonio Brown. You're welcome. Analysis. <laughs> uh, you're always going to start Le'Veon Bell. You're welcome. Uh, you are never going to start Ben Roethlisberger. I am over it, everybody. I am over it. I know the Jags defense is awesome. Do not get me wrong. But this guy threw for 312 yards and five interceptions against the Jags while playing at home. This is really, really bad. Um, and that's why I'm also staying with Martavis Bryant and Juju Smith-Schuster. It is a good matchup. I guess they could. You could take a little flyer. But to me, that's more of a DFS move than a season-long move. Just way too way too low floors. And in terms of the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, it's kind of the opposite, where they always have very high over-unders in terms of Vegas. They're uh, a team that continues to keep scoring. There's just almost nothing really wrong with them. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are pretty good against running backs and and, um, the quarterbacks, but uh, again, are you gonna sit Cream Hunt? No, uh, hello, Travis Kelsey. No, uh, so there you go. Um, yeah, and then Tyreek Hill, you know, listen, I think this is a good game for him. I don't feel too bad about this. Uh, you know, last week he did catch uh, four targets. Caught four of his six targets for 68 yards. Uh, also got things done in the running and uh, running game. So, yeah, 
that's it. Also, Chris Conley's out for the season. Um, Travis Kelsey's questionable. He left the game early. Also, Albert Wil- Wilson is questionable, but it looks like he'll be okay. They don't use them anyways. They're just there to be on the field. You just there need you a go. filler. I could put on a Chiefs jersey and start running. All right, the Los Angeles Chargers with the Oakland Raiders. All right. So the Los Angeles Chargers – um, they're just so sad. Even when they win, it's sad because they took out the entire New York Gi- Giants team to so injury. Sad. Not on purpose, but it just feels like everything about the Chargers has been a nightmare this season, including their one win. It was really sad, frankly. Uh, Melvin Gordon, though, is amazing. Uh, back to health, played in 83% of the snaps, which was uh, tied with his previous high from the season. Keenan Allen, uh, you know, still got double-digit targets. He's still a must-start. Hunter Henry seems to be back to his touchdown ways, a touchdown back-to-back game, so I'm okay starting him as well. Uh, In terms of sleepers, Rivers been just fine, actually. He's thrown five interceptions in five games. Yes, that's a reality. But he's also thrown for nine touchdowns, and he's averaged 273 passing yards per game. Um, He doesn't have to travel east, which I think helps. So I don't hate him this week. Uh, also, I don't ever hate on Mike or uh, on Alex Smith either. He's a must-start. You heard me. He is. Mike Williams might be coming back, uh, rookie wide receiver. So keep your eye out for that. And then Tyrell Williams is out there for the most snaps out of all the wide receivers, but he's not really scoring fantasy points. So this is really a judgment cause whether or not you drop him. And then the bench, uh, you know, listen, they were good against the Giants, but who isn't? So I'm not starting Los Angeles defense, especially if Carr is back. Boom. All right, well, I'll start off with Carr. Carr was limited in practice on Wednesday and is still listed as questionable, but I really wonder if he will play. Even if he does, he's he struggled the week before and he got hurt. Mm-hmm. So granted, before he got hurt, I'm not including the week that he actually got hurt. Now, granted, it was against the Broncos, but this is another divisional game, division game against a team that's defense isn't as bad as we all remember in the past. The Chargers can stop teams Partly. And <laughs> this is Partly. a team that I think you can stop enough to get the win. So on that note, I, I'm nervous about the majority of the players, except Michael Crabtree. You can play Marshawn Lynch did bounce back last week. Like we thought, I don't hate him this week either. You can run on the chargers. Hopefully he won't have to share the ball as much with Jalen Richard, but he is an old man, and that's what he does. He needs, he needs a break, and that's okay. That's okay. Amari Cooper I have as a sleeper. Cooper has yet to have 10 yards receiving since week two, where he had 33 yards. He has only had one touchdown this year, and it was in week one. So Terrible, bad. people. He's listed as questionable with a knee injury. Can the Raiders just sit him and let his knee and his mind recover? Uh. Probably not but I would. So now I'm just sad. I don't love him. I'm not playing him until he choose, chooses to prove to me that he can play. He can put him in a flex, I guess, because it's a nice matchup, but ugh, it's really sad. Don't love Cook this week. The Chargers are really good at stopping um, tight ends, so I don't love Jared Cook. Um, and the kicker's on the bench, but 
Other than that, we got the New York Giants, the Denver Broncos. Holy mackerel. Okay, I'm going to try to read this as quickly as possible, but this is a lot of information. Odell Beckham Jr. is out for the season. He underwent surgery on his fractured left ankle on Monday. Uh, he should actually be fully healed by the time the training camp starts, which is insane to me. If you play Dynasty, obviously hold. Um, but, you know, if, if you – Listen, he's the only – he went over 1,300 yards and double-digit touchdowns in all three full seasons with the Giants. I, you know, that's really good. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. So there you go. Uh, Brandon Marshall – you know, but his contract is up. We're not quite sure what's going on. Uh, Brandon Marshall also has season-ending ankle injuries. So um, he does technically have a two-year contract. I don't know what's going on with that. Mm. Dwayne Harris, even the backup wide receiver, broke his foot in week four, also <laughs> out for the season. No. Yeah. And uh, then do I hear another ankle, Brenna? Give me one more ankle. One more, one ankle. more ankle. We got Sterling mm -hmm. Shepard, who mm -hmm. luckily did not break mm -hmm. it, but it is definitely sprained, probably not playing uh, in week six against the Broncos at Denver. By the way, that's unbelievably terrible that this is the game they have to play against. Hopefully Eli Manning can Giselle it and throw <laughs> the ball and catch it too. But we've all seen yeah, him yeah. run and I don't think that's going to happen. Not rush it, yeah. No. It's Denver for them. And then Seattle. Yikes. Yikes. Technically the following players will be on the field and I want to mention their names. Evan Engram is the tight end there, but he wasn't able to even come down with one of his targets from last week. The Broncos are bad against tight ends, though. That is true. Broncos I was just saying. Against tight ends. He is the only player He's alive. <laughs> Roger Lewis is the backup wideout. He has 10 targets on the season so far. Uh, but last week, he did catch one of his two targets uh, for 29 yards and a touchdown. So that's at least good. Uh, Tavares King uh, has been re signed. Mm -hmm. This will be his first game of the season. And then they promoted Travis Rudolph from the practice squad also his first game of the season going up against the legion of, not the legion of boom uh the no fly zone it's just yowza uh shane vereen could get involved again so that's interesting wayne gallum played well two weeks in a row but you know now they're splitting the carries with orleans darkwa and either way they can't throw so what does that do to the run game bench is eli manning i have him ranked last in the National Football League for this week, but without any wide receivers in Denver, I don't know how you can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't think of a game where you have lost such a bulk of your team in one game. It's a, it's a, I just was basically I, I reading it because it's so like, overwhelming. I can't think of anything. Yeah. And they were 0-4 going into the game. Too. Yeah, so it's, sad. it's sad. Sad, sad. Um, sad, not so sad. Ashley, the Broncos. So let me start with, as Brian says, the Giants are completely broken oh so, and this is sunday night football like mm -hmm. this is prime time I'm, I'm, i forgot to I'm, even I'm, mention I'm, that yeah. i'm sorry i'm going to the game so um oh, cool. if everyone does not perform well this week due to what should be an insane amount of time and possession for the broncos for the fact that the the, the giants essentially have a completely new team of this week, completely new receiving core, uh, then we're going to have a problem with chat. Um, so let's, you know, the Broncos were on by, uh, but the good news is that CJ Anderson bounced back. He had 20 carries the week before. It was bizarre. He had eight carries, which made absolutely no sense. The double digit carries nearly 20 that we had seen every other week. 
Um, so the good news, again, 20 carries for 95 yards. He's back to where we, he should be. Uh, the Giants have given up the 10th most points to running backs. So CJ should have another great week. I feel good about it. Emmanuel Sanders, Demarius Thomas, both had subpar weeks. And they might honestly have a subpar week again uh, this week with the wide receivers giving up the fewest points. Um ninth fewest points to wide receivers. So Trevor, on the other hand, has a good matchup. So there is a chance that they will be able to put up some respectable numbers, but think of them as flex plays. Cause again, this is a really bad matchup for them in terms of the wide receivers. And again, they didn't look good. Hopefully the bye week has had them kind of reset, but mm. uh, AJ Derby, on the other hand, is someone who does have a great matchup since the Giants give up the most points to tight ends and is coming off a 75-yard game and a touchdown. Simeon likes Derby. They have somewhat of an unexplained connection, so I think Derby could find the end zone again this week. Um, I think they'll be uh, this will be a running game, so Simeon is not someone that I really like. And Devontae Booker, he finally saw the field and had three carries for 14 yards, which is behind Jamal Charles. Mm -hmm. I don't like either of them. we got to figure out how they're going to work out this mix now because I don't think it's going to eat into CJ's time. I think it's going to be more eating into um, Charles. So that's it. Boom. All right. Monday Night Football, the Indianapolis Colts, the Tennessee Titans. Woo! And now for your weekly update. Andrew Luck has been ruled out for the Tennessee Titans game. Yes, even on Monday Night mm -hmm. Football. Uh, and he's supposed to practice soon. I'm on repeat, everybody. On repeat. <laughs> uh, T.Y. Hilton is an excellent wide receiver, you guys. Last week was his second game with 150 or more pa uh, receiving yards. 150 people. Amazing. And he's doing this with Jacoby Brissett. I love him. I love him. Um, listen, I, Tennessee gives up the fourth most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. It's a good matchup. And by the way, every single week, Jacoby Brissett has improved. I have to give it to him. He really has. Um, that's all you can ask for. That's all you can ask for. And Tennessee's, Tennessee's goodness defense is not good. They give up the third most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. He's threw for 314 yards last week, which is really exciting. And he scored on his feet. So listen, quarterbacks are really weird right now. We haven't ranked 13. I'm okay with you starting Jacoby Brissett. I know, I'm sorry. But the matchup and everything else just points to yes. Uh, sleepers, Dante Moncrief, yes, score a touchdown. But, hey, you got a lot of sleepers like that. So it is what it is. Again, it's a good matchup. Uh, and then Marlon Mack's first game back from that shoulder injury. Wow. Um, he only played on 22% of the snaps, but he carried the ball nine times for 91 yards and a touchdown. Pagano says he's earned a larger role. And speaking of, the guy who has the role, Frank Gore still led the team with 14 carries, but it only went 48 yards. He did catch three of his four targets for 38 yards. He's steady, but not flashy. You know, that's why we that's dropped Frank. him. That's there Frank. That's Frank. Adam Vinatieri is middle of the pack, um, but he had a great game last week. He's vintage. Vintage. He's 44. Uh, Jack Doyle couldn't play last week due to a concussion, but he's still questionable so i don't trust him and kamar aiken did get seven targets last week but only cut two for 22 yards and is yet to eclipse 31 yards uh or score a touchdown so far this season no colts defense every week every week all right the titans were basically on bye last week no one scored over eight <laughs> fantasy points except the defense. Even Ryan suck up, even suck up. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Sad stuff. You're waiting to say that one. I see what you did there.
<laughs> time decisions. So I would go ahead and make other arrangements. And no, that does not mean Matt Castle. We will, you're going to start Delaney Walker this week. Even though he has struggled along with the rest of the team the last few weeks, I like him more. Mariota plays, obviously, which goes for everybody else on the team, just like I said last week. But you are going to start Marietta. Overall, they all have been bad, but they are playing the Colts. So it's like you're stuck. You're stuck because it's like, oh, they stink. But the Colts stink. It's a good matchup. So you're playing Murray and Walker, and everybody else is flexed at best. All right. And that's where we are with the Tennessee Titans in week six. Of the NFL 2017 season. Bottom. Bottom. All right, you guys, that is week six. Thank you so much to our sponsors, BarkBox and Draft.com. So hook up and uh, get your app, Draft. Brandon loves it. Brandon loves BarkBox. She's down on both. Also, don't forget to check us out on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday night. And you can tweet us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. Until next time, no more faking it.